so glad you've joined us for Sharing the Victory, the weekly radio program from the Fellowship of Christian Athletes, the heart and soul in sports. We've got a great program for you today. Drew Neitzel recently capped off his outstanding basketball career at Michigan State by leading the Spartans to the Sweet 16. Drew talks candidly about overcoming stereotypes. I experienced people saying, you know, I, I wasn't the right color, I wasn't the right size, didn't have the right strength to make it, and you know, I just continued to prove people wrong throughout my life. We'll also catch up with Sal Bando, the third baseman and captain of the Oakland A's, winners of three consecutive World Series titles in the 1970s. I mean, you can hide behind the World Championship, you can hide behind the salary, but you know what? You don't have peace. You don't have understanding until you have the Lord. Plus, health and fitness expert Jimmy Page from the Fellowship of Christian Athletes shares some sobering information about obesity. And in fact, America as a society is the most overfed and undernourished society on the planet. Ready to get today's program underway is the host of Sharing the Victory, assistant football coach at the University of Nebraska, Ron Brown. It's exciting to have on former Michigan State outstanding guard for the Spartan basketball team, Drew Neitzel. Drew, welcome to Sharing the Victory. Hey, thanks for having me. What a dream come true it must be for you to play major college basketball and, and to be on national television all the time. Uh, that has to be exciting. Uh, it's, it's been an unbelievable ride. Uh, you know, growing up as a kid, I, I, I never knew what the uh, future would hold. And um, like I said, I, I couldn't have dreamed of a, of a better career and, and a better opportunity to, to play college basketball on, on that kind of stage. Drew, uh, the Bible says this in Philippians 4.13, the Apostle Paul saying, under difficult circumstances, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. And, and you know, today... Uh, Drew, we have so many stereotypes. We have so many limitations that we try to put on people. We box people in to certain categories. And uh, I just wondered if you would be willing to share with us a little bit about your childhood dreams. Because you said, man, ever since you were a child, you've wanted to do what, you, what you've done here in major college basketball, an outstanding player at the national level, perhaps an NBA future. But you're white. And let's yeah. just face it. I mean, you look at the NBA today. You look at major college basketball at the Division One level, uh, you see predominantly a black world. Talk to us about uh, what might be intimidating for many young boys like you who happen to be white, created by God, just the way you are, that have a dream for NBA stardom or major college basketball opportunities like you had. What, was there a, an intimidation factor for you where you're starting to feel like, man, I don't know if a white guy can make it? Tell us a little bit, if you could, frankly, about what you went through with that. Yeah, I mean, it's a long story, and I, I've, I've been facing those stereotypes and, and all that since I was a young kid. And you know, I grew up in a predominantly white area, and you know, my my dad always had me playing against all different kind of competition, and um, you know, a lot of a lot of kids from the inner city. So um, I kind of got used to that at, at an early age, and it didn't really affect me hmm. like it might some kids. You know, growing up, you know, everybody you know said, "Hey, there's this little white kid. You know, there's there's no way he can make it. There's no way he can match up." Hmm. And um, you know, I just I just use that as motivation every day to continue to get better and, and outwork everybody and and uh, to prove people wrong and, and make it um, you know it, it happened a lot you know when I was in middle school um, I, I was looking forward to playing on varsity as a freshman um, going into my ninth grade year and you know people said you know hey he's, he's too small you know he's not quick enough there's no way he can do it and um, I ended up making making varsity as a freshman and 
um, you know, my senior year, I was I was one of the top players in the state of Michigan, and you know, going for Mr. Basketball Award in high school, and there's a couple couple big name guys on the other side of the state who had a lot of the hype, and you know, people thought there's no way I could I could have won it with you know my size, my my strength, um, and even you know, your even, race, even my race, mm-hmm. and you know, I just channel it as a, as a positive thing, and you know, I, I experienced that all the way through through college. Uh, I wasn't the right color. I wasn't the right size. I wasn't didn't have the right strength um, to make it. And um, you know, I just continued to prove people wrong th- throughout my life. That, that's so inspirational, Drew, because the tables were reversed a number of years ago for a young black child, let's say, to want to be in the NBA at some point or major college basketball. Uh, he, he heard all of that as well because of the color of his skin. But you know what I love about the Lord, Drew, is that he loves to break down, knock down these barriers. And, and he calls many of his children to go out and, and be living examples of that. You know what I love, Drew, that uh, about following Jesus Christ is that we enter a zone called the no excuse zone. And, <laughs> and, and that's where there is no excuse. There are no stereotypes. There is nothing that can hold us back. It's funny, you know, you see, you know, kids coming up to me after games, you know, saying, hey, you're my favorite player, you know, both white and black. Mm-hmm. And, and it's, it's, it's amazing to, to, to realize how many people you can reach in the position that I'm in. And um, you know, I'm so thankful for that, but all the glory goes to, to God for, for putting me in this situation, and that's that's my job, and, and my role is, is to spread His Word and, and try to reach as many people as I can for, for being in this spot. Well, Drew, you, you mentioned a very powerful thing, that your job is to go and spread the Word. For you to spread the Word, you first have to know the Word. How much time do you spend just studying God's Word and, and allowing his principles and, and the life that Scripture breathes into us to permeate through your bloodstream. You know, I try I try to spend as much time as possible. I definitely set a set aside uh, you know time every day to to spend with the Lord and and improve my relationship with Him. It's funny, you know, you you, you talked about that verse Philippians four thirteen. I, I actually write that on my my basketball shoes hmm. along with uh, Joshua one nine mm-hmm. and. Um, you know, I'm always trying to witness to somebody. I, I often wear, you know, when I'm working out or playing pickup games, I wear, uh, you know, a Christian T-shirt, and you know, you can. It's it's a great way to start a conversation with somebody, and you know, uh, reach out to to non-believers. Well, we've been talking to Drew Neitzel, the outstanding former guard for the Michigan State basketball team, and. I wanted to read to the audience Joshua chapter 1, verse 9. You mentioned that that's one of the verses you write on your sneakers. The context is the Lord speaking to Joshua as he's getting ready to take his people into the promised land. It says, Have I not commanded you? Be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid, nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. And, Drew, that, that's what I love about what you stand for, whether you're white or black or tall or short. It, it doesn't matter where you're from, inner city or a rural farm area. The Lord Jesus Christ can take what he's created and move it anywhere, and you're a living example of that. And I just want to thank you for living out your faith and inspiring all of us, no matter where we come from, that with Christ we can do all things. Thanks for being on the show today. I appreciate it. Thanks for uh, letting me share my story. and. Uh and spread the word. That was Drew Neitzel, former basketball guard for Michigan State University. I want to let you know that the Fellowship of Christian Athletes has an email devotional called the Daily Impact Play. 
It'll encourage your walk in the Lord on a daily basis. It's free, and we'll email it to you every weekday. Sign up at sharingthevictory.com slash radio. Obesity is becoming a major problem in America, especially with children. Coming up next, FCA's health and fitness expert, Jimmy Page, will be here to address this epidemic. You're listening to Sharing the Victory, FCA's national radio show. If you like what you're hearing today on Sharing the Victory Radio, then you'll want to read FCA's Sharing the Victory magazine. Published nine times a year, Sharing the Victory magazine is 40 full-color pages featuring in-depth articles on some of America's most popular professional and college athletes and coaches. In Sharing the Victory magazine, you'll also get solid tips on sports nutrition, profiles on outstanding FCA community service projects, and commentaries from Ron Brown. Order your subscription at sharingthevictory.com. That's sharingthevictory.com. For supporting Sharing the Victory Radio in the month of April, we want to send you the FCA Pocket Size Bible as a thank you gift. For a suggested donation of $25 or more, we'll send you the Holman Christian Standard Bible Translation in leather binding that is gently embossed with the FCA logo. It's our gift to you when you make a donation this month of $25 or more to Sharing the Victory Radio. You can give by calling 1-866-STV-5031 or give online at sharingthevictory.com. Once again, with FCA Across America, I'm excited about our guest, Jimmy Page, who is the director for FCA Health and Fitness all across this country. Jimmy, thanks for being on again. Great to be with you. Jimmy, we're going to talk about something that uh, may sound a little personal, but we need to get a little personal here, you know? But right here in America, some of the biggest health problems take place. We have childhood obesity here in this country, and it affects adults as they go into adulthood years later. Uh, Jimmy, we live in a, a day and age of video games. Kids not out there running around anymore, sweating and burning calories. We'd love to hear you expound a little bit more on our health status athletically across America today. Well, it's a growing problem. I mean, anytime that you can say we, one out of five or one out of four kids, and now the statistics are saying maybe even one out of three kids are overweight or obese, which means at least 30% overweight from their ideal weight. Anytime you can say that, that is an epidemic. You know, it really starts in the family. Almost to a person, if you see an obese child, you will see other effects of obesity in that family, whether the parents are obese. Mm -hmm. um, and I could look at a family situation. I get calls all the time on this. My son or my daughter, my 11-year-old is overweight. And they'll say, should I put my child on a diet? Mm -hmm. No, I would never put a kid on a diet, just as a general rule, because it instantaneously predisposes them to a lifelong problem. And what I'd rather do is take a look at what's going on in that family from an activity perspective. What are we eating? Are we active as a family? Have we built activities into our family that burns calories and is fun and play? And then diagnose it from there, but really keep it as a family issue. Well, first of all, nutritionally, Jimmy, let's talk about this because we tend to think of a overweight kid as one who eats too much food. Yeah. Is it just the fact that we're eating the volume of food that's too much, or is it the kinds of foods? You know, sometimes in a lot of these communities, the diet for the kid is cheese toast, oh, yeah. you know, and, oh, yeah. and cookies and things like that mm -hmm. that they get out of the convenience store. Yeah. Could you expound on that a little bit? Yeah, it's us? three things. It's either a lack of activity, 
a lack of physical activity. We're sedentary. We're in front of the video games. We're certainly not outside playing like they used to. Uh, it's the volume of food. We're certainly eating way too much, generally speaking, and it's the type of food. And it, we have converted our culture as a whole to a fast food nation, mm-hmm. a fast food culture. And a lot of our kids are overfed and undernourished. And, in fact, America as a society is the most overfed and undernourished society on the planet. Mm-hmm. We eat more food with less nutrient value than anybody else in the history of the world. And, consequently, we've got kids that are overweight. We've got parents that are overweight. We've got a health care crisis that is, uh, you know, we're dealing with diabetes type 2, adult-onset diabetes, with kids that are 7 and 8 years old. Mm. It's not even called adult diabetes anymore. Mm. We're here with FCA across America. Jimmy Page is our guest. He's the director of FCA Health and Fitness. Jimmy, in a very short period of time, can you give us a training program? Can you give us a a right kind of meal? Can you give us a right kind of exercise? Sure. I mean, there's a couple of basic. I always tell families, make small changes. First thing is I would eliminate fast food. I would put together a plan that, of preparation where I can actually have decent food available. I'm not making on-the-spot decisions to hop into the McDonald's or Burger King or all the other fast food spots. First thing is eliminate fast food. Right. Second thing is create a culture in your family. Uh, when you're together, you're active. You're building it into activities that the kids like. Make it fun. No child should be in an exercise program under the age of 14 or 15 unless they're doing it for sports. No child should be put on a treadmill or on a bike unless they love it, mm-hmm. which I, I have yet to, to meet a kid that loves that. <laughs> so I always say make it fun. Get mm-hmm. the kids active and participate in it. And also as a parent, hey, take a look at your own situation. Mm-hmm. If you're overweight, chances are good that your kids are going to follow in your footsteps. And you have to say, hey, what kind of family do I want to have? And what kind of example do I want to set? That's great stuff, Jimmy. Our guest today with FCA Across America is Jimmy Page, the director of FCA Health and Fitness. Thanks for the tips, Jimmy. Really appreciate it. You got it. Thanks for having me. One of my favorite baseball cards back in the 1970s was Oakland A's third baseman, Sal Bando. Can anybody tell me where in the world Sal Bando is? Well, guess what? We caught up to him. He's coming up next on our Where Are They Now segment. It's a remarkable story of how God turned his life around. This is Sharing the Victory from the Fellowship of Christian Athletes, the heart and soul in sports. For working out or going to the game, for every occasion, FCA has clothing that feels comfortable and also allows you to honor God when you wear it. Whether you're male or female, an athlete, coach, parent, or fan, you want to show you support the heart and soul in sports. And of course, Bible devotionals, worship CDs, and posters are also always available. To order online, go to fca.org and click on FCA Gear. Again, go to fca.org and click on FCA Gear. Hi, this is Mark Aradnik, FCA State Director for North Dakota. FCA would like to congratulate Coach Mike Berg of Central High School in Grand Forks, North Dakota, on being named the NFL High School Football Coach of the Year. Not only is Mike Berg a faithful FCA huddle coach at Central, he also was the head football coach for 28 years, leading Central to 16 playoff appearances and a 2005 state title. From all of us at FCA, thanks, Mike, for your dedication and service to the Lord through the vehicle of sports. And now back to sharing the victory with our host, Ron Brown. In our segment, Where Are They Now?, 
I have been able to catch up with one of my heroes from yesteryear, the great third baseman from the Oakland Athletics and then the Milwaukee Brewers, Sal Bando. Sal, welcome to the show. What a privilege. Well, Ron, it's a pleasure to talk with you and and to be on your show. Well, Sal, you know, I, I have to go back to the years when I was growing up on the East Coast and following baseball, and the most flamboyant team, and not only the best team in baseball, but the most flamboyant team was your team, the Oakland Athletics. I mean, you had those uniforms, you know what I mean? Those yellow and green uniforms, and you had such great players in the, those uniforms. Not only yourself, but like a guy like Jim Catfish Hunter and Raleigh Fingers and Vita Blue, can't be Karen Panaris, and of course, Reggie Jackson. I mean, what was that like to play on a, on a unit like that where you were capturing the heart of America? Well, you know, Ron, the problem is in those days, when you're in the midst of it all, it's your job, and, and, and you, you need to step back. And I didn't step back to appreciate all the talent, the friendship of these guys, what we were accomplishing, because we're just saying you got to do it again. you got to keep doing it. Now that I'm away from it, and as I went on to Milwaukee, I really had a great appreciation for the talent of, of those players that you just mentioned, for what we accomplished as a team. And, I, can, and I, I don't take pride, but I take solace in knowing that we gave it our best and we were a very good team. Absolutely. I mean, four consecutive American League championships from 1971 to 74, that smells and spells dynasty. Uh, and, and you guys really were that. But amidst all of it, Sal, uh, there were some internal things going on in your life that that's why we have you on the show today. Why don't you tell us what, what was God doing in the life of Sal Bando during that time? Well, God was allowing me to uh, execute the talent he had given me to rise to a level that I never thought was, was feasible. And I grew up in a home where Jesus was always the center of our home, and I always had a great knowledge of the Lord and, and really abided by his, his word, at least I thought I was. But like anything else, you get caught up in what you're doing, and you have a tendency to be self-seeking. And we win three world championships in a row, and I'm on cloud nine. And all of a sudden, in 1975, I start to struggle, and my, most of my season becomes a struggle. And I'm talking to God this whole time. Where are you, Lord? I need you. Where are you? You brought me here. And finally, in August of 1975, I got down on my knees, and I made a commitment to the Lord like I had never made before. And I wanted to have that personal relationship. And, and I told him, just lift this burden off of me, and wherever it takes me, it takes me. If I'm done with baseball, fine. But I am committed to you. And, mm. and from that day on, it's, it's been a different world for me. And I've tried to live my life, hopefully, pleasing to the Lord. And I've got a long way to go, but I'm committed. Sal, you know, it's a great story because I think there are many of us out here who uh, can actually shield and hide from the Lord. You remember Adam and Eve hid from the Lord right. regarding their sin, and they hid under the very creations that God had made, such as trees. We can hide behind great baseball success. God can give us great things, wonderful blessings. We can literally hide from him in our sin from those things. We can even hide in churches and FCA groups as well. Uh, why don't you talk to us uh, directly about what God was really saying to you about your sin? I, I really believe, first of all, I'm very thankful that the Lord didn't give up on me and he gave me a second chance 
by getting my attention through using baseball, which was my God. I had made it my God unconsciously. And why, by him taking it away from me and saying, what do you have without baseball? Hmm. I realized the only thing I have is the Lord and his love for me. And because of that, I mean, you can hide behind the world championship. You can hide behind the salary. Mm-hmm. You can be, hide behind the accolades that the public gives you. But you know what? You don't have peace. You don't have understanding until you have the Lord. Mm-hmm. And believe me, I am so happy that I was able to continue in baseball with the Lord because there's a greater enjoyment now. So, so Sal, th- that, that's great. I appreciate you saying that. One more piece of advice for us. What would you tell your grandchildren? What is it, if you had to give them one nugget, one sentence, uh, what would that be? And as you speak to those grandchildren, you're really talking to us as well. I would tell them, know and hang on to the Lord, because without him, you have nothing and will do nothing. And he is your light. He will guide you. And I, I just wish I could have put my arms around him so much tighter when I was younger but everything's in a perfect timing, and I'm just, I'm a complete person now, and if you want to be complete, the Lord has to be in the center of it. Hmm. We've been visiting with Sal Bando in our Where Are They Now segment, one of my heroes from yesteryear, and I'm sure one of uh, yours as well. Sal Bando, of course, was a strong Christian guy who was really known for his faith at a time when the Oakland A's were a great championship baseball team in the early 1970s. Sal, thanks for being on our segment today. You've given us some great insight. Ron, it's always a pleasure talking with you, and, and God bless you and everyone there. All right, that's Sal Bando. God bless you, Sal. Thanks, Rod. On deck is our cleanup hitter, FCA President Les Steckel. When Sharing the Victory returns, Les will share some golden nuggets from one of his favorite books called Halftime. For supporting Sharing the Victory Radio in the month of April, we want to send you the FCA pocket-sized Bible as a thank you gift. For a suggested donation of $25 or more, we'll send you the Holman Christian Standard Bible Translation in leather binding that is gently embossed with the FCA logo. It's our gift to you when you make a donation this month of $25 or more to Sharing the Victory Radio. You can give by calling 1-866-STV-5031 or give online at sharingthevictory.com. Next weekend on Sharing the Victory... Texas Rangers center fielder Josh Hamilton tells his amazing story of victory over drug addiction. I said, I can't explain it. It's a God thing. There's a bigger call in here than just baseball. Also on the program, TCU baseball coach Jim Schlossnagel and Orlando Magic vice president Pat Williams. What I've learned through the tough times is that God is right there with you and he helps you get through it. Even in the middle of the storm, there's a peace that really you can't explain. Be sure to listen next weekend to Sharing the Victory. Hi, this is Sharing the Victory, and I'm your host, Ron Brown. Les Deckel is approaching the home plate now as he shares Coach's Corner. Batter up! Last week, we began a discussion of one of my favorite books, Halftime, Changing Your Game Plan from Success to Significance. The author, Bob Buford, a highly successful entrepreneur, discovered as he entered midlife that despite all his achievements, the second half of his life he knew would be even more fulfilling if he spent it serving others. Believe me, after 32 years as a football coach in the NFL and college, I know all about making game plans and having to make halftime adjustments. In football, our halftimes were used to collect our thoughts, attend to setbacks and injuries, and make adjustments in our game plan. Life is like that, too. 
halfway through a game, or a career. We were going to leave the locker room feeling better about the second half. Life is like that, too. Halfway through a game or a career or raising a family or our lifetime, it is not uncommon to revise your plans. As Buford points out, even as Christians, by our middle years, we've heard so many sermons, attend so many Bible studies, and been encouraged to look inward and examine ourselves, there comes a time to finally move forward and apply all you have learned. To Buford, halftime becomes a perfect opportunity to shift from trying to understand the Lord to learn to know Him. Buford uses a baseball diamond to illustrate how we progress in our Christian faith. Listen carefully and see where you believe you might find yourself on base. To reach first base, you need to make the simple confession of accepting what Jesus said about himself was true and that by confessing your sins and believing in his death on the cross for your sins, you could have eternal life. To move to the second base requires becoming a doer of the word, of God, and not just a hearer. It requires expressing one's faith through loving behavior. If you're at third base, it means you're expressing your faith in a concrete way by serving a church or parachurch organization. And to be coming safely back to home, it signifies that God has shown you and you've eagerly accepted his unique mission for you in helping build his kingdom on earth. The trip a baseball player takes from the dugout to the on-deck circle, to observe and reflect prior to the batter's box, to face the oftentimes 95-mile-an-hour fastball or curveball, to round the bases can be a lengthy process, but worth the exhilaration of hitting a home run. With the Major League Baseball season having started now, there's a fresh reminder for all of us almost every day. Where are you on the base paths of life? When we first come up to bat, it's almost like we're a spectator. Life is coming at us sometimes. It feels like a 95-mile-an-hour fastball. And yes, life throws us a few curveballs along the way. But when we cross home plate, we have discovered God's mission for our lives, and we become, for Him, a kingdom builder. Where do you want to be? If you're like me, probably now in the fourth quarter of my life, or as my golf friends say, on the back nine, I want to be a genuine builder for the kingdom of God. Wherever you are in life, it is my prayer that you, too, will recognize the awesome privileges God can give you when you accept the free gift of eternal life by confessing your sins and acknowledging God as your Lord and Savior. When you make that decision, it will be far greater than ever hitting a Grand Slam home run. You know, it's hard to believe that we're wrapping up the month of April already, but we're going to start off the month of May with a bang. Yes, Pat Williams, the Orlando Magic vice president, will be with us, along with Josh Hamilton, who's the outfielder for the Texas Rangers. And we're going to stay right there in Texas as we interview Jim Schlossnagel, the head baseball coach for Texas Christian University. Hey, how about spending some intimate time with the Lord Jesus Christ in prayer and his word this week? Step up to the plate and swing away for the Lord Jesus Christ. Remember, there are two ways of doing sports, God's way and man's way. Which will you choose? Have a great week from all of us at Sharing the Victory. Sharing the Victory is a listener-supported program. We'd like to send you a thank you gift for your contribution of $25 or more during the month of April. Our gift to you is the FCA Pocket Size Bible. You can make a donation over the phone during the week by calling our toll-free number, 866-STV-5031. That's 866-788-5031. 
You can also give online at sharingthevictory.com. Click on radio and you'll find a place to securely make a gift to Sharing the Victory Radio. While you're at sharingthevictory.com, you'll find a place to listen to past programs and subscribe to receive the free weekly podcast. We thank you for listening and hope you can join us next weekend for Sharing the Victory. Sharing the Victory is a production of the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. FCA is the heart and soul in sports.